I'm Lauren. I'm a real estate agent and business enthusiast in Central Florida. My goal with this podcast is to bring knowledge and insight to others who are interested in either real estate or business in general. While I always keep myself open to business opportunities outside of selling real estate, my specialty is selling real estate. So naturally, my knowledge regarding business is seen through the lens of an active real estate agent. Throughout this podcast, I will address a variety of topics within the business world, ranging anywhere from advice on self-development to taking an in-depth look at a specific business objective. As real estate is the business I know best, I typically do feature guests who are also part of the real estate industry. If you want more information on what I do and who I am, please go to my website, laurensells.com. And lastly, thanks for listening. So this is my very first podcast, like ever, um, but I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited to uh, start it and share it with you guys. Um, but first, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself in case you don't know me. Um, I've been in real estate for a few years now, and I've always had a general interest in business. And I knew I wanted to pursue something in that field. I just wasn't sure what. Random jobs um, and random fields. Uh, I also went to school on and off. And when I was in my mid-20s, I got pregnant unexpectedly. Uh, she was a big surprise. Uh, and while, of course, I love her, obviously, um, I was not ready at that time. Like, I was not ready for the financial responsibility that this was going to bring. Um, so, and I started off a single mom. So, I mean, the, the day I found out I was pregnant, I, I was a single mom. But at that point, when I found out, I knew something bigger needed to happen in my life and I, I, I wasn't sure what. And so I, I kept going to school at the time. And then eventually I, uh, from that point, you know, began my career in real estate. I, I went to real estate school and then um, got my license. So, you know, and I can only speak on what I know. So, and what I've experienced. So for me, that experience has been being a single working and stay at home mom. So I know women with similar experiences are probably going to identify with me more, uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if, if you're not a mom or whatever, you can't listen to this podcast. So um, you're probably still going to get a lot of uh, good points out of it. So, and even if you're not in real estate and just in business in general, you're, you're probably going to see value in this podcast. So no matter who you are or what your business background is, I'm really happy you're here. And now that you know a little bit more about me, um, you know, let's talk about today's subject, which is authenticity in the workplace. So just to sum up for you, um, today I'm going to go over what authenticity in the workplace is, what it isn't, why it's important, how it correlates with happiness, success, happiness and success, and how to attain it. So at the end, I'm also going to share some valuable resources, just some uh, materials that I found useful for me. Um, you know, and right now you may be asking yourself, all right, yeah, what does it mean? So I've been reading a lot about it. Uh, I, I just found it really interesting. Um, and it, it basically is referring to being one's genuine self while in the workplace or work setting. Think of it as like a healthy mix between mental health and self self care and work. And pretty much, I mean, it really just means being true to yourself. It means, you know, bringing your personal attributes, 
to if you're on a team or, or you know, at the company you work for, um, you know, using, bringing those personal attributes and using those to flourish. So it also can mean taking healthy risks at your job, uh, putting aside your fear to really let your knowledge and ability shine. And I know sometimes we all have, you know, a hard time with, with anxiety and fear and all that and um, in the workplace as well, obviously. Um, so so it, you for, to be your authentic self, you, you have to really work on putting that fear aside. Um, you know, it, it sometimes means thinking out of the norm, outside the box um, in a way that's unique to you. It's maybe something other people wouldn't have been able to think of. So authenticity is not an excuse to be unprofessional or behave unethically or an excuse to remain stagnant in your career. So if you're refusing to get out of your comfort zone, you are not being authentic. I know it's easy to be like, well, I'm being authentic. I'm doing what I want, whenever I want, how I want it. But that's not actually being authentic. Being authentic is, is being true to our, our core values and who we are deep down. So to be clear, being authentic and genuine, it doesn't mean you have to be completely transparent, which I'm saying that because I struggled with this. Um, for a long time, I was overly open with people and I couldn't understand why it was off-putting to people because I was like, well, I'm just honest. Would you rather me lie? And the answer is, well, no, they don't want you to lie. But at the end of the day, you have to say, okay, you know, and this is what I had to do. So over time, I really had to, to learn and realize that not everyone deserves a piece of me. And not everyone is deserving of my energy or deserves to know intimate details of my life. The people that, that don't love me or have my back or respect me or any of these things, like people who think negatively about me or whatever, like those people aren't deserving of, of my energy and my time. So make sure that you're still putting boundaries up. So authenticity doesn't and it shouldn't come without boundaries. And this goes for careers and personal life. And a big reason is that it makes for a happier you. And your career can change based on that alone. More, if you're more positive and, and, and happy, others are going to want to be around you. They're going to want to listen to you more so than someone who's, who's always angry and grumpy and, and difficult. I mean, we've all worked with somebody who's difficult and none of us liked it, you know? So, and, and happiness and, and authenticity are not the same thing, um, but they are related, you know? And, and like I said, like by being your authentic self, you're cultivating more happiness. So in 2014, there was a study done at Louisiana Tech and it measured the levels of authenticity and life satisfaction of college students. So the results showed that people who showed greater authenticity, those people were also more satisfied with their lives. How does authenticity correlate with happiness? Obviously we know that they are correlated, but but how, right? So here's a few theories um, 
according to psychology today. So one of them is this, um, if you're being authentic to who you are, your path may feel more natural. So you are still going to run into things with your career, right? We all do. You're, you're going to run into problems occasionally. Um, but overall, like generally speaking, your path is probably going to feel more natural, which may fuel you, fuel you to, to be more curious, ask more questions, and ultimately find more answers and learn things. Um, this alone helps you become the expert in your field. So the second way it correlates is that you're less likely to fall into peer pressure and do something that you know isn't right. So this was an interesting fact to learn as a parent. So sometimes I think parents want to try to control their kid and, you know, you know really just keep them very sheltered. Um, but if authenticity gives people, if it, if it causes them to be better equipped to handle peer pressure, then we should encourage our kids to find who they are. We should, we should, you know, give them freedom and moderation and things like that um, so that they can be set up later to, to be able to handle these kinds of situations. So like I said, as a parent, this was like, oh my gosh. So if I ever forget this, please someone let me know um, so that I can make sure I'm doing my part so my kid can, can be her authentic self. So the third uh, way it correlates is, <clears throat> or the third reason why it correlates is that authentic people typically have um, deeper and more meaningful relationships with other people. So it probably stems from the fact that they're just not willing to spend time with people that don't really care about them. Um, you know, generally speaking, authentic people seek out relationships where they have the freedom to be themselves, which just as a side note, um, you should probably take this to heart regarding, you know, any relationship you have with anyone. Nobody wants to have their light taken away. You know, nobody wants to be treated as if um, they're less than. So while happiness is a part of success, you know, we do all have to make a living. Um, you know, and those of us who are, are passionate about our careers and are pushing and all this, like we want to see that success. We yeah, sure, we want to be happy in our careers. We do, and I do, obviously. Um, but while happiness is a part of success, I think, for me anyway, people who are passionate about their careers, um, you know, me pushing in my career and and really trying hard to to attain certain things, um, you know, I, I want to see the proof. I want to see the success. I want to see the proof of it. I don't want to just feel happier. I want to see the difference, right? So let's talk about how authenticity also correlates with success. So recently I read an article on Forbes and it was titled seven ways authenticity leads to success. So it goes over literally exactly what the title says. Um, but I just want to share a couple points that really stuck out to me, which is authenticity exists alongside adaptability. So, because authenticity is about being true to yourself and your core values, the idea is that you can easily adjust your work style to fit your needs at the time because it's not affecting who you are as a person. So the second one that really stuck out to me is that authenticity demands honesty with ourselves. Um, if you know who you are and you accept and you love who you are, you can more easily 
see your shortcomings, which no one wants to see their shortcomings, but if you can see them, then you can correct them or adjust them or what have you. You know, and I hope at this point you can see the value of authenticity in the workplace, but we haven't talked about how we attain it. So this is kind of, you know, where it can get a little hard. So you're probably going to have to do some soul searching. I know for me, that's what I had to do. And what I did, and I suggest to others to do, is keep a journal. Track your moods, your feelings, your behaviors. Um, like maybe for a while, just keep record of it. And then over time, like, like flip through sometimes and look. See if there's any patterns. See if there's anything you can take a closer look at and say, hey, why is this happening? Or why am I feeling this around this time? Or what have you? You know, so you definitely want to explore those and in authenticity in general, in some ways, it's a journey to self-awareness and the path to self-awareness for me really meant working on my mental health. So, I mean, I had gotten to a point with real estate that I was not happy. I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And I, I didn't feel like I was doing real estate in a way that was me. I, I, I was never going to be, you know, an old school style realtor. I was never going to make a ton of cold calls. I wasn't going to be salesy to someone. The few times I was like really salesy, I, I just didn't feel good. I didn't make me feel like I was helping anybody. But fast forward to now, I, I, make sure to take care of myself above most everything else. Um, and I strive to live an intentionally authentic life. So what I mean by that is I have to remind myself constantly. I have to, to watch, you know, I have to pay attention to what I watch, to what I read, to what I listen to. I, I have to work on that. I have to, to live intentionally and I have to live authentically, you know? So by doing this, I have ignited that spark in my career again. I found new joy, um, you know, and for a field that was previously gone missing, like I had started looking for different career paths. So with giving myself freedom to make career choices based on what's gonna feed into my happiness, I'm actually creating ways to help aid in my business's success. So another benefit I noticed for myself is that I've been more easily able to recognize new business opportunities that have headed my way or that have that are headed my way. So I've been keeping an idea journal that anytime I get an idea for a new business or a product or anything really, or even something I just want to look up later and find more information on, I write it down and then I look it up later or, or explore that idea more in depth and say, hey, is this a viable business one day? Um, what that does is it's, I don't have to do those businesses one day, but it allows me to practice exploring those ideas so that one day when that opportunity comes along, I'm ready for it. That being said, I've had a couple opportunities that I'm now a part of. So before I end this episode, here's just some materials that I've really enjoyed. Um, these materials really helped me not just in my work life, but my personal life too. Um, you know, and, and just keep in mind that these materials are geared for self-help, but like these self-help topics, they have the potential 
to help you significantly in your career. So, okay, here's the list. The Call to Courage. It's a Netflix special um, by speaker Brene Brown. She is awesome. If you have not heard any of her things or read anything she's written, like definitely check her out. She's amazing. Um, a podcast I've been listening to is called the Hardcore Self-Help Podcast. It is by PhD Robert Duff. Um, he's been a really good one to listen to. He's got a ton of information. He seems like maybe he's a little younger. You know, he talks about just the issues that are a lot of the issues that are, are, are facing the younger generation today and things like that. Um, you know, and gave me some really good insight on, on maybe things that I, um, was biased on or whatever. It made me kind of open up my mind and say, Hey, okay, maybe I need to question my belief on this. Um, also, uh, the book, the power of habit it's by Charles Duhigg. Uh, so this book is about how changing your habits can change your life. And I'm, I loved this book. Um, I read it at the same time that I was reading 13 things mentally strong people don't do. And that's by Amy Morin. Um, but those two books I actually read kind of in tandem. So um, I would, I would read like a couple chapters of the power of habit. And then I would go back and read a couple chapters of 13 things mentally strong people don't do. Um, and I, they, they very much complemented one another. So, um, you could definitely read those at the same time. Okay. Well, that is it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you guys tune in next week. Um, if you do have any suggestions on, you know, what topics you want to hear about, please message me. I am happy to explore those. Um, oh, and just an FYI, uh, my name is spelled L-O-R-E-N. It's not the more popular L-A-U-R-E-N. So just keeping that in mind when you go to my website, it's uh, laurencells.com. So again, thanks so much, guys. Until next time.